0: Sing of where my loyalties will rest. To never wait on the government's to move.
1: morning, kids. It's April 5th. We just got done walking U4 to class. It was actually kind of a hard morning. I mean, most mornings are challenging because, you know, there's four of you. But it was hard because, not because you guys didn't listen. You guys were listened pretty darn well this morning, all four of you. And it was really cute. The older three woke up. And you guys kind of like just, you guys are kind of like zombies in a way. Which I don't judge because that's what I'm like. You got it for me. But whenever I wake up the spy... I just tell him, you know, wake up, and he climbs out of bed and hugs me as if it's the first time he's ever met me, and you're just so excited for the day. It's really cute. Hopefully you never lose that. You are definitely a morning person, but this morning when I, I drop you guys off, you guys have your own idiosyncrasies when it comes to being dropped off the spy just runs up and signs in and, and wants to get to class so he he signed in five minutes early and he was you were so excited the king <laughs> I put you in line say like, okay I'm going to drop your other two siblings off so I keep you I I told you I told you stay there and I'm walking in with the other two and halfway down the block you're like right next to me you're like and <laughs> You're like, no, I don't want to go. <laughs> it was funny. But, so I was like, fine. So I walked you back to your spot, and I just had to wait with you until they called you in to, to scan in. And so, so then I took the entrepreneur and the namesake to your lines. I left the entrepreneur where she was, and. And those of you just listening in, if you're not my four children, I don't use my children's names. I, I use nicknames. The oldest is the entrepreneur. The second the second child is the namesake. The third, we call him the king, and the fourth the spy. They're mostly based off of their names of which have biblical origin. So anyways. So the entrepreneur was one spot of the line, I went and walked around the school to drop off the namesake. Then I came back and the entrepreneur got out of line and she was, you were, I guess you missed me and I went up to you and I hugged you and you stayed with me and I stayed with you a little bit but I wanted to get back to to see you know, the namesake off. Anyways, I was about to leave and, and you said, no dad, please don't go. And it just, oh course I wouldn't I said absolutely just just walk me in and you're in fifth grade now and those are kind of very rare moments so of course I walked in and gave you a hug and, and it just I it just it was hard it's hard I want to protect you from everything even even your shyness and and it hits home because I was and am so shy growing up I was a shy kid. I only had a certain amount of friends and you know the friends I did have, I, I opened up to very well. There's a strong chance the friends I had in grade school I played soccer with. They saw They saw me for who I really was, a ferocious little fast kid um so anyways that's that was the morning it wasn't hard because you guys don't listen it's hard because I want to protect you and I can't I can't I walked around the school to look at the namesake and he you'd already checked in and I waved and and you waved back and you seem fine but I still wish I could be two or three places at once wish I could be a quizettes hadrack but maybe you'll get that reference if you don't that's fine you'll get it one day and then as, as I'm walking back the kinder the yard is right there and uh, I saw the spy uh, going down a, a pole and I thought it was the cutest thing and he saw me, you saw me and you said bye daddy and you seemed so happy it was, it was a wonderful moment it was really great it was really great um, so anyways that was that was my morning. Yesterday was amazing. We had Easter at our house. Your grandparents on your mom's side were there. Your aunt, your cousin. You gotta think of a nickname for her. Huh, I'll think about it. Great day yesterday, amazing. So, so now we are into Leviticus, I wanna say 15. I think we're gonna be going, I think we've already talked about lepers and how to cleanse them and how to find that they're clean. I believe that le- a leprous disease could, could is a wide ranging amount of things. It doesn't just mean leprosy. Leprosy is a very specific um, disease. What is that noise? Oh, Drilling over there, sorry. I'm just gonna park, I'm at the Ferry Building really cold day today and, and it's nice I could see the the uh, the nearest city which is across the waterway I could see the the skyline I could see all the buildings it's really nice but whenever I could see the whole skyline from here you know it's windy so it's pretty windy outside sorry I'm taking a sip but as soon as I park we'll we'll get into it Let, Leviticus 15. You know, a great message from our church pastor yesterday talking about Lazarus. And it was it was just a great quote where Jesus says after he resurrects Lazarus, Lazarus comes out of the tomb and and Jesus turns I believe to Martha and says, "Take off his grave clothes and let him go." Take off your grave clothes. That's that is such a Powerful Statement What are you doing today To show the world That you've taken off your grave clothes In Your belief In Jesus Christ Ask yourselves that But don't guilt yourselves But ask yourselves What can I do? What can I do around my work Around my family Around my spouse to show the love and mercy of Jesus Christ. When I say things like that, I'm not guilting you, by the way. I'm not a perfect man. I'm probably the furthest from it. Just, just like Paul said, I'm one of the most sinful men ever. You know, whenever you feel guilty about whatever, just remember, you didn't kill Christians as a job. So, it always be worse than what you think you are. Let's see, breaking out my Bible. i move my chair back. Let's see, where are we? Did we finish? I think we finished through 14. Let me look because it's all gone. Slippery. So. Uh, look here. Look at the podcast app. Yeah, so we're Leviticus 15 through. Um, Let's we'll just see where we get to. I don't want to speed through it. Don't want to speed through this. Uh, I'm drinking a Starbucks double shot energy drink with guarana, B vitamins, and ginseng. Energy coffee beverage, beverage, vanilla flavor, and I'm going to tell you, they make all these words up, this is not a healthy drink. It is not. And I apologize to those of you listening in, thinking, when is he going to get to the Bible? Uh, Now. (laughs) And this will be fun, this will be a fun excerpts, excerpts for a while. Chapter 15, Laws About Bodily Discharges. Oh boy. The Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron, saying, Speak to the people of Israel and say to them, When any man has a discharge from his body, his discharge is unclean. And this is the law of his uncleanness for a discharge. Whether his body runs with his discharge or his body is blocked up by his discharge, it is uncleanness. Every bed on which the one with the discharge lies shall be unclean and everything on which he sits shall be unclean and anyone they must not be talking about go to the bathroom here and anyone who touches his bed shall wash his clothes and bathe himself in water and be unclean until the evening and whoever sits on anything on which the one with the discharge has sat shall wash his clothes and bathe himself uh, in water and be unclean until the evening And whoever touches the body of the one with the discharge shall wash his clothes and bathe himself in the water and be unclean until the evening. And if the one with the discharge spits on someone who is clean, then he shall wash his clothes and bathe himself in water and be unclean until the evening. And any saddle in which the one with the discharge rides shall be unclean. And whoever touches anything that was under him shall be unclean until the evening. And whoever carries such things shall wash his clothes and bathe himself in water and be unclean until the evening. Anyone, anyone whom the one with the discharge touches without having rinsed his hands in, in water shall wash his clothes and bathe themselves in water and be unclean until the evening. And an earthenware vessel that the one with the discharge touches shall be broken, and every vessel of wood shall be rinsed in water. And when the one with the discharge is cleansed of his discharge, then he shall count for himself seven days for his cleansing and wash his clothes. And he shall bathe his body in fresh water, and shall be clean. And on the eighth day he shall take two turtle doves, or two pigeons, and come before the Lord to the entrance of the tent of meeting, and give them to the priest. And the priest shall use them, one for a sin offering, and the other for a burnt offering. And the priest shall make atonement for him before the Lord of the, of, for his discharge. If a man has an emission of semen, he shall bathe his whole body in water, and be unclean until the evening. And every garment and every skin on which the semen comes shall be washed with water and be unclean until the evening. If a man lies with a woman and has an emission of semen, both of them shall bathe themselves in water and be unclean until the evening. When a woman has a discharge, and the discharge in her body is blood, she shall be in her menstrual impurity for seven days, and whoever touches her shall be unclean until the evening. And everything on which she lies during her menstrual impurity shall be unclean. Everything also on which she sits shall be unclean. And whoever touches her bed shall wash his clothes and bathe himself in water and be unclean until the evening. And whoever touches anything on which she sits shall wash his clothes and bathe himself in water and be unclean until the evening. Whether it is the bed or anything on which she sits, when he touches it, he shall be unclean until the evening. And if any man lies with her and her menstrual impurity comes upon him, he shall be unclean seven days, and every bed on which he lies shall be unclean. If a woman has a discharge of blood for many days, not at the time of her menstrual impurity, or if she has a discharge beyond the time of her impurity, all the days of the discharge she shall continue in uncleanness. As in the days of her impurity, she shall be unclean. Every bed on which she lies, all the days of her discharge, shall be to her as the bed of her impurity. And everything on which she sits shall be unclean, as in the uncleanness of her menstrual impurity. And whoever touches these things shall be unclean and, wash, and shall wash his clothes and bathe themselves in water and be unclean until the evening. But if she is cleansed of her discharge, she shall count herself seven days. And after that, she shall be clean. And on the eighth day, she shall take two turtle doves or two pigeons and bring them to the priest to the entrance of the tent of meeting. And the priest shall use one for a sin offering and one for a burnt offering. And the priest shall make atonement per- for her, before the Lord, for her unclean discharge. Thus you shall keep the people of Israel separate from their uncleanness, lest they die in their uncleanness, by defiling my tabernacle that is in their midst. This is the law for him who has a discharge, and for him who has an emission of semen, becoming unclean thereby. Also for her who is unwell with her menstrual impurity, that is for anyone, male or female, who has a discharge, and for the man who lies with a woman who is unclean. You know, keep in mind, you know, there's the stories from the Gospels where the woman touches Jesus's uh, cloak and he says, who touched me? Um, like, I, he felt power going from him. That's when he was on his way to heal uh, the, the girl that was dying. And uh, it just reminds me, you know, she could have, what she did can be seen as extremely selfish because... In touching Jesus, she made him unclean. According to these rules that they followed back then. And, I mean, it's Jesus. You can't make Jesus unclean. But but her faith healed her. That's, that's what Jesus said. And Jesus ended up healing that girl. But it gives you pretty good perspective, these rules. It, it really points to Jesus in, in these and in his life later on. These you could absolutely transpose the stories um, of Jesus later on. Very interesting because that one was 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 bleeding for like 20, 30 years, something like that. Anyways, I could say more, but I'm really not that eloquent. <laughs> Let's see. Where are we? Chapter 16, the Day of Atonement. The Lord spoke to Moses after the death of the, two, of the two sons of Aaron, when they drew near before the Lord and died. And the Lord said to Moses, Tell Aaron your brother not to come at any time into the holy place inside the veil, before the mercy seat that is on the ark, so that he may not die. For I will appear in the cloud over the mercy seat. But in this way Aaron shall come into the holy place, with a bull from the herd for a sin offering, and a ram for a burnt offering. He shall put on the holy linen cloak, coat, and shall have the linen undergarment on his body, and he shall tie the linen sash around his waist, and wear the linen turban. These are the holy garments. He shall bathe his body in water, and then put them on, and he shall take from the congregation of the people of Israel two male goats for a sin offering, and one ram for a burnt offering. Aaron shall offer the bull as a sin offering for himself, and shall make atonement for himself and for his house. Then he shall take the two goats and set them before the Lord at the entrance of the tent of meeting. And Aaron shall cast lots over the two goats, one lot for the Lord and the other lot for Azazel. And Aaron shall present the goat on which the lot fell for the Lord and use it as a sin offering. But the goat on which the lot fell for Azazel shall be presented alive before the Lord to make atonement over it, that it may be sent away into the wilderness to Azazel. shall present the bull as a sin offering for himself, and shall make atonement for himself and for his house. He shall, well, It's pretty, that's scary. He shall kill the bull as a sin offering for himself, and he shall take a censer full of coals of fire from the altar before the Lord, and two handfuls of sweet incense beaten small, and he shall bring it inside the veil, and put the incense on the fire before the Lord, that the cloud of the incense may cover the mercy seat, that is over the testimony, so that he does not die. And he shall take some some of the blood of the bull and sprinkle it with his finger on the front of the mercy seat on the east side, and in front of the mercy seat he shall sprinkle some of the blood with his fingers seven times. Then he shall kill the goat of the sin offering, that is for the people, and bring its blood inside the veil, and do with its blood as he did with the blood of the bull, sprinkling it over the mercy seat and in front of the mercy seat. Thus he shall make atonement for the holy place, because of the uncleanness of the people of Israel, and because of their transgressions, all their sins. And so he shall do for the tent of meeting, which dwells with them in the midst of their uncleanness. No one may be in the tent of meeting from the time he enters to make atonement in the holy place, until he comes out and has made atonement for himself and for his house, and for all the assembly of Israel. Then he shall go out to the altar that is before the Lord and make atonement for it, and shall take some of the blood of the bull and some of the blood of the goat and put it on the horns of the altar all around. And he shall sprinkle some of the blood on it with his fingers seven times and cleanse it and consecrate it from the uncleanness of the people of Israel. And when he has made an end of atoning for the holy place and the tent of meeting and the altar, he shall present the live goat. And Aaron shall lay both his hands on the head of the live goat and confess over it all the iniquities of the people of Israel and all their transgressions, all their sins, and he shall put them on the head of the goat and send it away into the wilderness by the hand of the man who is in readiness. The goat shall bear all their iniquities on itself to a remote area, and he shall let the goat go free in the wilderness. Then Aaron shall come into the tent of meeting and shall take off the linen garments that he put on when he went into the holy place and shall leave them there. And he shall bathe his body in water in a holy place, and put on his garments, and come out, and offer his burnt offering, and the burnt offering uh, of the people, and make atonement for himself, and for the people. And the fat of the sin offering he shall burn on the altar. And he, sh- and he who lets the goat go to Azazel shall wash his clothes, and bathe his body in water, and afterward he may come into the camp. And the bull for the sin offering, and the goat for the sin offering, whose blood was brought in, to make atonement in the holy place shall be carried outside the camp. Their skin and their flesh and their dung shall be burned up with fire. And he who burns them shall wash his clothes and bathe his body in water. And afterward he may come into the camp. And it shall be a statute to you forever that in the seventh month and the tenth day of the month you shall afflict yourselves and shall do no work, either the native or the stranger who sojourns among you. For on this day shall atonement be made for you to cleanse you. You shall be clean before the Lord from all your sins. It is a Sabbath of solemn rest to you, and you shall afflict yourselves. It is a statute forever. And the priest who is anointed and consecrated as a priest in his father's place shall make atonement, wearing the holy linen garments. He shall make atonement for the holy sanctuary, and he shall make atonement for the tent of meeting, and for the altar, and he shall make atonement for the priests, and for all the people of the assembly. And this shall be a statute forever for you, that atonement may be made for the people of Israel once in the year because of all their sins. And Aaron did as the Lord commanded Moses. Let's take a break for a second. Atonement for your house. Not just yourself, but atonement for your house. That's that's a little scary. A little scary. (laughs) Chapter 17, The Place of Sacrifice And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to Aaron and his sons, and to all the people of Israel, and say to them, This is the thing that the Lord has commanded. If any one of the house of Israel kills an ox or a lamb or a goat in the camp, or kills it outside the camp, and does not bring it to the entrance of the tent of meeting, to offer it as a gift to the Lord in front of the tabernacle of the Lord, blood guilt shall be imputed to that man. He has shed blood, and that man shall be cut off from among his people. This is to the end that the people of Israel may bring their sacrifices that they sacrifice in the open field, that they may bring them to the Lord, to the priest at the entrance of the tent of meeting, and sacrifice them as sacrifices of the peace offering to the Lord. And the priest shall throw the blood on the altar of the Lord at the entrance of the tent of meeting, and burn the fat for a pleasing aroma to the Lord." So they shall no more sacrifice their sacrifices to goat demons, after whom they whore. This shall be a statute forever for them, throughout their generations. And you shall say to them, Any one of the house of Israel, or of the strangers who sojourn among them, who offers a burnt offering of sacrifice, and does not bring it to the entrance of the tent of meeting, to offer it to the Lord, that man shall be cut off from his people. If any one of the house of Israel, or the strangers who sojourn among them, Eats any blood, I will set my face against that person who eats blood, and will cut him off from among his people. For the life of the flesh is in the blood, and I have given it for you on the altar, to make atonement for your souls. For it is the blood that makes atonement by the life. Therefore I have said to the people of Israel, No person among you shall eat blood, neither shall any stranger who sojourns among you eat blood. Any one also of the people of Israel, or of the strangers who sojourn among them, Takes in hunting any beast or bird that may be eaten, shall pour out its blood and cover it with earth, for the life of every creature is its blood, its blood is its life. Therefore I have said to the people of Israel, You shall not eat the blood of any creature, for the life of every creature is its blood. Whoever eats it shall be cut off, and every person who eats what dies of itself or what is torn by beasts, whether it's he is native or a sojourner, shall wash his clothes and bathe himself in water, and be unclean until the evening. Then he shall be clean. But if he does not wash them or bathe his flesh, he shall bear his iniquity. Let's go one more. It's important. Sorry, I keep checking. This is really not a professionally done podcast. I feel bad for the people that are listening that aren't my kids. Chapter 18, Unlawful Sexual Relations. And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying... Speak to the people of Israel, and say to them, I am the Lord your God. You shall not do as they do in the land of Egypt, where you lived, and you shall not do as they do in the land of Canaan, to which I am bringing you. You shall not walk in their statutes. You shall follow my rules, and keep my statutes, and walk in them. I am the Lord your God. You shall therefore keep my statutes and my rules. If a person does them, he shall live by them. I am the Lord. None of you shall approach any one of his close relatives to uncover nakedness. I am the Lord. You shall not uncover the nakedness of your father, which is the nakedness of your mother. She is your mother. You shall not uncover her nakedness. You shall not uncover the nakedness of your father's wife. It is your father's nakedness. You shall not uncover the nakedness of your sister, your father's daughter, or your mother's daughter, whether brought up in the family or in another home. You shall not uncover the nakedness of your son's daughter or your daughter's daughter. For their nakedness is your own nakedness. You shall not uncover the nakedness of your father's wife, daughter, wife's daughter, brought up in your family's in your father's family, since she's your sister. You shall not uncover the nakedness of your father's sister, she is your father's relative. You shall not uncover the nakedness of your mother's uh, one second. You shall not uncover the nakedness of your father's brother, that is, you shall not approach his wife, she is your aunt. You shall not uncover the nakedness. Uncover the nakedness means have sex. Um, It it must. Um, Of your daughter in law. She is your son's wife. You shall not uncover her nakedness. You shall not uncover the nakedness of your brother's wife. It is your brother's nakedness. You shall not uncover the nakedness of a woman and of her daughter. And you shall not take her son's daughter or her daughter's daughter to uncover her nakedness. They are relatives. It is depravity. You shall not take a woman as a rival wife to her sister, uncovering her nakedness while her sister is still alive. You shall not approach a woman to uncover her nakedness while she is in her menstrual uncleanness. And you shall not lie sexually with your neighbor's wife, and so make yourself unclean with her. You shall not give any of your children to offer them to Moloch, and so profane the name of your God, I am the Lord. I mean, every time they, uh, he ends the sentence with, I am the Lord, it just it brings, like, power It's almost like saying, really, you've got to listen. You've got to listen what I'm saying. I am the Lord. You shall not lie with a male as as with a woman. It is an abomination. You shall not lie with an animal, and so make yourself unclean with it. Neither shall any woman give herself to an animal to lie with it. It is perversion. Do not make yourselves unclean by any of these things. For by all these, the nations I'm driving out before you have become unclean. And the land became unclean, so that I punished its iniquity and the land vomited out its inhabitants. This is an interesting picture. But you shall keep my statutes and my rules, and do none of these abominations, either the native or the stranger who sojourns among you. For the people of the land who were before you did all these abominations, so that the land became unclean. Lest the land vomit you out when you make it unclean, as it vomited out the nation that was before you. For everyone who does any of these abominations, the persons who do them shall be cut off from among from among their people. So keep my charge, never to practice any of these abominable customs that were practiced before you, and never make yourselves unclean by them. I am the Lord your God. We will end on that. A lot of things. They spent a long time on incest, which is well. It's gross. Um. All this. All those things are gross, but um, it's just. It's just fascinating the way they write it as, as an attorney it's it's fascinating to see the prose in which it's written and it's beautiful it, they pretty, it's like fall it really are statutes with that do not allow for any exceptions you know there's a lot of I mean they really covered every type of incest every type of well, nearly every type of sexual, act. And, uh, it's just fascinating. I'm sorry. I'm geeking out over, uh, the way Moses wrote this, uh, Leviticus. But it, I, I, I love that it, it accounts for every, you know, like uncleanness, you know, or discharge, all the discharges you could possibly have. Then at the end, it wraps it up in a final paragraph and I think... I wouldn't say if it's more important, but it, but they're really emphasizing things by saying, I am the Lord. And it... I, to, for me, it gives me chills. Whenever Moses has a message from God, saying, and God says, tell them, I am the Lord. Don't do these things. I am the Lord. And of course, you shouldn't do any sin at all. But... And sin is sin is sin. But I I have to say, God's really saying, okay, you really should not be doing these things. So, anyways, that's it for now. We've done, I think we did Leviticus 15 through 19, 18, 19. I like the pace that we're going. I'd like to do more. The other day, I... Like I woke up at 5 a.m and I wanted to walk to the office and just read and like I, like I've been saying the more you read the Bible the more you want to read the Bible and the more I want to read this I want to want to I, I can't wait to get to first uh, and second chronicles I, I love those and first uh, and second Samuel like the, like the history of the Israelites it gets really specific and like so fascinating judges. I mean, I'm really... I can't wait for those. Because I'm going to have a lot of commentary. No. So, of course, I'll leave you children. I'm uh, heading back. Maybe I'll get some coffee. I don't know. Maybe I'll just... I can't take a nap. i got to pick you guys up in less than an hour. So, again, love you. I'm proud of you. Please get along. You really... You really would really bless me if you guys all get along by the time you actually hear this your um, your dad will probably be good and gone and one thing I want more than anything is I want my children to get along I always like before kids I always wonder why Jesus said you know, peace be among you Love each other. Those are like his final commandments. Go out and spread the word. But, but aside from all that, love one another. And the goal is maybe, like, maybe you'll be listening to this after I'm gone, post-mortem. And beyond everything else, I want you all to be born-again believers in Jesus Christ. One. That's the paramount. I want you... It's my prayer. You marry... Christian... Spouses. Born again. I want... I I really want you to... When you're dating... I mean, by the time you listen to this, you'll probably all be married. But I, I want you to... I want you to marry someone... Who's also a Christ follower... And three, I want you to get along with each other. I want you guys to get along with each other. Because in the end, what we're doing is we're spreading the gospel for the kingdom and the king.
0: For the kingdom and the king For his glory we will save For the rescue of us our-